0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we're going to be jumping into our interview with uh, two firefighters that have been on the podcast before. Um, when we have our podcast, you're, you're going to hear us talk about firefighting and fitness and the need for you know uh, a better fitness uh, lifestyle and program, whatever. You know, we're basically just you know throwing spitballs and discussing the situation in the fire service. But this podcast is also great for. Anybody who's not a first responder, because if you're a coach or, or you're just a fitness practitioner, it's uh, there's going to be uh, information in here that you could use. Before we get to the podcast, I want to give you um, a little quick announcement about our sponsors. If you go to SteelMaceNation.com and you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get an intermittent newsletter with discount codes. The discount codes change depending on what the sponsors are offering or you know, just whatever's going on at that time. So it's a lot easier to offer the discount codes through the newsletter because if it's on the podcast and you're listening to it as an old podcast, it could get kind of confusing. This discount code doesn't work anymore, and then you're not you're not able to get the discount. So the newsletter is free. Go to SteelMaceNation.com and sign up, and you can get discount codes for addicts, maces, and clubs, for vintage strength training, and for MaceFit.com. Now, with Vintage Strength Training and MaceFit, what you get, actually, if you purchase a program or a certification, you get a, a phone call from either uh, Valerie Pulaski or uh, Frank DeMeo, depending on which which one of those uh, outfits you go with. And they'll coach you through the through the uh, certification or the workout program. And also, don't forget about OnGo Energy Spray and Graziella Coffee Company. If you go to um, Graziella Coffee Company and use the discount code, Mace Nation 15, you could get a 15% discount. I could give you that discount code because I don't think it's gonna change. Uh, same with Ongo Energy. It's a steel Mace nation 25. Uh, but get the newsletter guys because you know for the other guys there's gonna be changes with the discount codes. All right, let's check out the podcast. What's Swinging Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Steel Mace Nation podcast. I am Fred Moore, and today uh, I have a Zoom call with these two great guys that I've been communicating with. Uh, They've both been on the podcast before. um, And the first guy here is Ian, and Ian is with Thin Line Fitness. You can find him on Instagram at Thin Line Fitness. Rochester, New York, right? You're a firefighter. You're Army guy. Father. Uh, Air Force, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Air Force. All good. All good. Uh, military service. We need you guys. Um, father and a fitness guy At that I've, uh, you know, you and I have been communicating about, you know, how to train and help firefighters and things like that. And then George. Uh, George is a captain in Kentucky. Uh, we hooked up uh, and did a podcast a while ago. And uh, we just talked about how cool the Steel Mace was and everything. George, you can find him at 502 Steel Mace on Instagram. Uh, and George, I also, uh, I asked you to help represent Steel Mace Nation and do some workout videos. And I put them up on the website. Uh, if you're a member of SteelMaceNation.com and you check out the follow along workout videos, George did three of them which are fantastic. I was so I was so happy when you sent these over. I was like, oh, these are great, great little videos. And uh, George, you're a really good uh, trainer. Uh, great to have you uh, helping me out with Steel Mace Nation and being a rep and everything. So guys, welcome back to the podcast. Again, we got some talking to do. I wanted to do this for a while with you guys. So uh, let's get down to it. Let's talk shop.
1: Thanks for
0: having me back. Thanks for having me in with you. Let's do it. Yeah. So okay. one of the things that we uh, we were wanted to talk about was you know just it's it's a it's rough going with getting guys on the job to respond to the idea of getting their butts back in the gym, getting fit, uh, just taking care of themselves. And I guess what we kind of came up with some like some thoughts along the way here that, you know, there's certain resistance levels and certain things interfering. Um, what what do we got going on? What, what is it that, that we uh, – maybe, Ian, if you want to uh, start off, uh, what do you think, man? Like, what do, what do we got to do here to, um, to help guys out?
2: So there's definitely a, uh, an epidemic going on when it comes to not only firefighter injuries and, you know, medical events – on on the job on scene but there's also the growing uh i call it laziness amongst uh many firefighters not all of them because there there are a lot of firefighters that like to stay fit that like to work out um but there's uh there's something that needs to be done amongst not only uh leadership (laughs) yeah Not only leadership, but, um, you know, at at the line level, whether it's lieutenant, senior guy, or, you know, a really gung-ho newer guy. There's nothing wrong with that when it comes to fitness and being fit because if you're going to be working with these guys, you want to make sure that the guys you're working with can save you, rescue you, help you just as much as you can then. Um, So when it gets to that, you know, it it can be anything from – if it's incentive based, uh, with, you know, especially with a lot of volunteer departments, um, offering gift cards or money in their uniform allowance funds or something like that. And with professional firemen, you know, when you're drawing up the contract, have something in there about, you know, if you meet a certain fitness criteria, you know, you get X amount of a bonus or a a few extra Kelly hours or something along those lines. Um, we're we're slowly instituting something like that at my firehouse with uh cause we're, we're a combination obviously got career and volunteer um the volunteers were putting a certain amount of money into their uniform allowance like i was saying and with the career side since we're easier to give money to you know there's less legality around that um you know we're we're going for uh, a a good amount that would kind of uh push those who aren't necessarily interested in fitness or back in the gym often to consider just going back, spending 30 minutes on the treadmill or on the bike or doing a few push-ups or lunges, just something that gets them started.
0: Yeah. A lot of departments, um, out there seem to have at least, uh, like 30 minutes. Uh, if they expect you to exercise 30 minutes on shift, is that a typical amount of time that they are doing nowadays, or is that is that a little on the low side?
2: Uh, personally, it's it's on the low side. But yeah. yesterday we we did a really killer uh, in gear on air super functional workout, and we we all of us ran out of our bottles in about thirty two minutes. So, uh, and it, it was probably the most I've sweat in a while doing. Yeah something like that you know we were the workout you know it was nice and nice five stations uh, I was dragging a 200 pound dummy 100 feet tool carry back hit the tire with the mall a certain, like 15 times shoulder carry a ladder throw the ladder climb up climb down shoulder carry back then we did a 200 uh, meter lap around the firehouse carrying a tool like a hand tool, whether it was a halogen or a sledge, whatever.
0: All right.
2: So and th- something like that, super, super effective. It's job oriented, which is huge.
0: Oh. <laughs> She's cute, man.
2: <laughs> um and yeah, we, we, we all oh. <laughs> really saw the uh we, we we felt how effective it was and we actually talked about the effectiveness of it afterwards once we all caught our breath, cooled down a little bit you're kind of critiquing each other talking about, you know, how you know like for example throwing the ladder, you know, shoulder carry is how a lot of us do it, planning it and pushing it up, that quick half second change takes a lot of explosive power, takes a lot of momentum, a lot of a lot of strength for that quick transition from shoulder to ground to roof. Yeah. And uh, you know, some people take for granted how easy or hard, it can be depend on your fitness level.
0: George, are you guys training the same way um, in your department?
1: We're giving an hour a day. Nice. So, and actually an hour a day from 8 to 5. So, we try to, you know, we 24-hour shifts, we try to be sure to give the guys after 5pm is kind of their time to anyway, you know, dinner time, it's time to chill, do your stuff in the house. So, usually we get either, you know, 8 to 9 or 1 to 2 will be our our workout time during the daytime and we got guys that are all in and we got guys that are all out and unfortunately we don't have much of an incentive program right now to uh entice them to get up out of the chair and do something aside from peer pressure
0: how does peer pressure work not good
1: uh sometimes it works great and sometimes the the guy who's applying the peer pressure becomes the the bully but uh (laughs) you know how it goes (laughs) yeah it's uh
0: right who wants to work out with a bully
1: yeah
2: Unfortunately, the the peer pressure thing kind of goes both ways because, you know, a new guy is certainly impressed by those who are senior to him. So if you're on a group with a senior guy that's, you know, totally against working out, never done it, never wants to, chances are it's probably going to rub off on him, unfortunately. Oh, no
1: doubt. Unless
2: he's got guys on opposite groups or an active lieutenant, captain, whatever, that wants to pursue a fit crew a fit team you
0: know yeah i i you know as far as like uh guys wanting to do the right thing and everything i think we we also got to look at one of the most common forms of resistance that's out there is it, this is across the board it doesn't matter if you're a fireman or not you know big old tough fireman we, we're all susceptible to this to this stuff and that's um You know, you don't really know what to do, how to do it, and you feel kind of awkward or maybe in your own mind you're saying, I feel stupid. Uh, Maybe the guy wants to go into the gym and pick up, like, 10-pound dumbbells today just to, like – because he hasn't done anything. But the guy who's been working out is already in there, and he's curling 40-pound dumbbells. So he doesn't want to go in there because he's going to feel stupid picking up the 10-pound doubles. He's going to get ridiculed. Like, oh, what are you, a weakling? I think that's a huge thing, and it, unfortunately, with the fire department, you know we're always busting each other's chops for everything. You make one little mistake, and you hear about oh. it, right? Until the next guy makes a mistake, and you're like, "Good, now they're going to look at him." But yeah. we got to send the message that that like if you're walking into the gym and you want to pick up even a five-pound dumbbell and curl it three times and leave, do it. Yes. Right. We, how do we how do we do this? Like, how do we like th- this is more like the opposite of the ball bus and stuff. This is like nurturing. How do we how do we nurture guys to let them know it's OK to just come in and well, start I, at a simple level?
1: I think the biggest thing is just, hey, if you, if, if you are perceived the authority or the or say the, the in-house expert on fitness, don't be a jerk. That's the biggest thing. Don't be a jerk about it. You know, hey, guys, give this a try. And that's even with the steel mace. Bring something in that's completely foreign to the group. And that way, everyone's kind of on the same level. When I, you know, I'm, I've got five or six guys on the job now here in town, they're using it. They love it. Six months ago, they're like, what in the hell are you trying to do with yourself? You know, they're, you're going you're gonna to wreck your back. You're going to wreck your shoulders. On the contrary, I've repaired my shoulders. My back doesn't hurt. I don't have neck pain anymore. And my grip strength's ridiculous. Yeah. So, but at the same time, it's something that's it's a it's a common denominator. Everybody can use it, and something like that there should probably be able to be brought in and engage everybody. So it kind of levels the playing field. Yeah. If that and if you're you, worried about the intimidation factor,
2: when you bring up that mace, uh, I, I brought in the uh, the Weck method one I had ordered. I was
0: going to ask and, you. Yeah. How dude, is dude.
2: that? Dude, it's it's great. That steel shot inside makes it. It kind of like a sandbag type thing where it's kind of uneven when you're moving around yeah but you know i i treated it like you know a magazine on the coffee table i just i left it up there guys are picking it up they're swinging it around doing stuff you know kind of like you know fake hitting each other with it but yeah they're playing around with it moving around with it they're asking you know what can we do with this and a few gauged interest and it's it's been getting used pretty often now back in the gym
0: is your daughter using it because she thinks it's a baby rattle?
2: <laughs> no, she, she's been pretty big on the uh, we got one of those plush kettlebells right now, but oh really? She, she, yeah, she's definitely get them started in like, early. Yeah when, when when I bring her to the gym, she definitely wants to uh participate in whatever i'm doing, so that's fun uh, uh,
0: just just uh, because you're uh, you have a young daughter, um, and you're a fitness guy There's um, somebody I know that's writing books for little kids now like you know those little cardboard books a b c and it's all related to um uh weight training and dumbbells and like it'll, if you get the k it'll say kettlebell uh stuff like <laughs> that that's that's really cool i mean maybe we should have those in the firehouse too get like <laughs> you know something for the guys to read and like oh hey <laughs> as long
1: as they don't chew it up they should be fine
0: <laughs> uh no guarantees it's not gonna last long whatever it is so
2: yeah, uh... when 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 it when it comes to the uh, I guess the intimidation factor, so I I kind of I kind of look at it like you know when all of us were new, when we had questions, and still when when we have when I have questions, when anybody else has questions, we ask each other, like oh hey, you learned this different method with the halving on forcing a door, can you do that again and show me? Guys aren't afraid to do that, right? But it's something about that gym that guys are afraid to ask about. Yeah. And I, I, have never, I've never psychologically understood it because it's just another training method and another tool that we need to do our job.
0: Yeah. A lot of guys and, are, are just, they don't want to admit that they don't know.
2: Yeah. And I, I I've had guys at work, you know, kind of like secretly come up and like, Hey, can you help me out a little bit? I'm like, why are, are you cornering me? You know, you, you can ask me at the coffee table.
0: Right.
2: But, you know, guys are around the coffee table.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When I'm alone, I'm alone. And, yes. you know, they, I, I help them out no matter what, and I'm not afraid to. But, uh, you know, it, when, when it comes to helping them out, luckily, you know, it happens in every, every agency. There's There's a change of guard with the younger guys coming in, kind of overtaking the senior guys, older guys. And right now, my department's pretty young, and I would say 95% of us are into fitness, which makes it good because as we become the senior men, we'll still be into that fitness mindset and continue to pass on. So I think, unfortunately, it's a generational thing where, you know, when the guys that went through the academy 20, 25 years ago, fitness really wasn't at the forefront for firefighters. Or, or any public servant.
0: What was at the forefront?
2: You know, I, I you know, I, I don't know.
0: It's, I, I think it's always been books, right? Hey, you got to get yeah. into books, kid. Got to know the books, yeah. right, George? Like this is kind of now, yeah. we um, this is our topic here.
1: Hit it, man. We've, you you we, we've, we've become our own worst enemy. Uh, you know, a guy gets, a guy either, A, gets hired and gets put through the program to get certified, and get your, get your firefighter one, your firefighter two, your instructor, your inspector, your company officer, your apparatus, wherever you got. And that's great. And then, you know, we go to training and they want to pre-plan every building in the district. That's great. But there's so many hours in the day that you could probably spend that time preparing yourself to deploy a hand line, throw a ladder, and you can do that on any building. So the pre-plan, that's great. You know the building. But I can, I should expect you to show up to every building and do your job efficiently using the same techniques we've been teaching you. But those techniques have been neglected because we're too busy trying to get this certification trying to get that certification and all the other stuff that we have to do that's more the book realm of the fire service than the actual hands-on where the rubber meets the road work.
2: The, uh, the paper collecting is unfortunately Mm -hmm. rampant, uh, in the air force firefighting world yeah um there's people that you know they they became firefighters two years ago and they're already you know they've got their their basic stuff like you know pump operator arf driver stuff like that but then they're getting instructor one officer one I I get it you know you've been a firefighter for a couple of years, but I don't want to learn something from a person that's only been doing it for two years. I want to learn something from somebody that's experienced in that.
1: Right. Yeah. That, those things have become low hanging fruit in the industry.
2: Yeah. And, uh, it, it's, it's, know, and it's not just, you know, I, I don't want to bad talk to the air force. You know, I'm, I'm an air force firefighter because I enjoy it, but you know, it, it's, it's big in the air force. I'm sure it's big in a lot of other agencies too, where guys, that's all they think about is collecting that paper, getting all the certifications in the world so they can promote quickly. Right. Um, Some are obsessed with promotion. I personally just want to be a firefighter. Um, But if it it means that, you know, you're using that paper as your experience and you're not focusing on anything else on the job or about the job, you're killing your department.
0: Yeah. You know, I found a whole bunch of my certifications at home after 16-plus years I'm like, oh my god! I have so many of these certs, and I don't even remember taking some. And that's one of the things. Like, you could read a book, and yeah, some of the books you read so many times, you just know it by, you know, you. That's what you're supposed to. You're supposed to remember the stuff. But, um, you know, some of these certifications, it's it's like a quick one hit deal, right? You you go to maybe a class for two for two days, you get your cert, and then you never look at the material again. 10 years later what what is that cert really like you don't even remember what you took so that cert really doesn't mean anything and um so yeah george like what you're saying we're our own worst enemies is like they they emphasize knowledge knowledge is the key knowledge skills ability great but are are we completely spending an inordinate an inordinate amount of time focused on the learning, on the books, and then completely forgetting about going for a jog and maybe lifting a weight up.
1: I think we are. I I even think we're forgetting about taking lines off the truck and tossing ladders when you got some free time. I think we have completely, and I wouldn't say every organization, and I wouldn't even say mine is at this extreme, but there are tendencies of people that are in the organization that want to say, if you're not certified or you're not, you know, you don't have this, this, and this. I don't want you around me. Instead of let me show you how to do this. You can do both. You've just got to be able to balance it. But there's no reason to take the guy that's been on 24 months and have him with a stack of paper that means nothing that the same guy that has done that, has achieved those over 10 years has. It's just paper at that point. He hasn't gained the experience to go with the paper.
2: Yeah. A, a, a guy that studies pump ops on paper can probably tell you you know what to pump you know a 200 foot hand line at for a room and contents but the guy that's been doing it for 15 20 25 years can tell you you know what to pump for any fire not just the basic not the pre-connected body. hand line yeah
1: right yeah there's there's a whole lot that needs to be redirected the fire service and I I think there's a I'd say more of a grassroots movement even with the fitness for us I think you know at our level on the company the fitness will spread out and hopefully you know you get a guy that works with you for six months to a year or two and he develops that habit then he gets transferred out promoted out whatever he's going to continue that on and hopefully in the fire service we're doing the same thing where the the hands-on guys are going to be there longer they're going to spread the word and then Throughout attrition and everything else, we keep that mentality throughout the system.
0: You yeah, know, change. I mean, don't get me wrong. Change comes from the bottom. It has to yep. be from the bottom. It's not going to come from the top. That what's really cool here, you know, like us talking and what you guys have accomplished and on your own and everything, and what we we are, you know, we're talking about collaborating in the future, at least like trying to uh, get around on the East Coast. You know, obviously after COVID, you know, we have to always say that nowadays. Uh, yes. But, you know, it's really cool that that on a grassroots movement, like you said, George, we could actually um, on our own without anybody saying anything like, hey, I choose to do this. I want to help. I want to implement this. And we're doing it. And there's other guys out there doing it. There's a ton of firefighters out there doing it. Other first responders and stuff, Um, you know, and kudos to everybody. And it's it's an amazing thing to be able to. Uh, just go ahead and do it, despite what's, you know, it's not like we don't we don't have to get caught up in the red tape, at least at this juncture. Nope. Um, but, of course, you know, once you want to implement something in your department, then there's the red tape. And uh, that could be the death knell for a lot of these programs. Just once you get caught up in that red tape, the bureaucracy, uh, they're going to start talking about, cost they're going to talk about um well is, what about insurance what about you know uh injury rates I'm Glad and stuff? you brought
2: that up actually
0: yeah that's yeah, so yeah ian so, like, jump in here and just you know what i'm talking about go ahead
2: yeah yeah so and i'm, I'm sure george does too you know, every everyone who's progressive in this in this movement uh, has probably seen it talked about it been faced with the challenge of cost You know is is it worth giving these guys a bonus of 500 bucks or a thousand bucks i i say completely um the government website has i forgot the name it's government stats i think government stats or govstats.gov they had the cost breakdown of firefighter injuries per year and it ranges from one billion dollars to six billion dollars which yeah, okay, that's that's it's a lot of money, but it's across the nation. When you look at it by department or by firefighter, uh, it can range from fifty grand to more than two hundred grand a year just in injury time. Or broken down even further, it's five hundred dollars per guy, which would be like a shift off if you tweaked a muscle, to you know, it could be six months off of full pay if you if you really blew out your back and you know upwards of 15 grand or, or more so with fitness comes less risk of injury and you know throughout the years we've seen luckily we've seen the injury numbers decline uh in 2018 they went down by I'll say 22,000 and it, it's largely because a lot of departments are getting more into the fitness mindset and training their guys just on flexibility and mobility not someone's strength and conditioning and uh and if you just look at super basic science it's 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 no secret that more fit firefighters more flexible firefighters ones that stretch and are mobile get injured a lot less and have a lot less time off than the ones that don't so i I think you know yeah if if anyone if if there's a chief that's listening to this right now, and you're you're on the on the fence about it, do it because it's going to save you a lot of money.
1: Yeah, my my only the only thing I'm going to caveat with the chief if I'm ever going to talk to one about this is your first month you're going to see guys complaining of nagging injuries that we've exposed yeah. because the guy that's been sitting for half his career. Gets up there and starts moving around. Even stretching's going to hurt, and he's going to walk around sore for about seven to ten days. He's going to call in sick one day, and he goes, "Oh God, my back's so tight." We've exposed an injury, or we exposed a weakness, so now we have to make it stronger. And that's the biggest problem with that, because when you get the, you you finally convince your fire chief, hey, look at this, we're gonna we're gonna prevent injuries because a day of overtime cost us two and a half times somebody's pay because you got to pay the guy who's off, plus you got to pay the overtime for the guy covering. And then has got to go to the doctor. So it's going to keep growing and growing. So for the first two months, just tell them to be patient with you because it's going to get expensive. The guys are going to call off sick. They're going to go see the department doc. They're going to have to get cleared to come back to work, even though it was just a small little muscle issue. But again, you could also expose some larger issues, but I'd much rather expose them in the gym or on the training ground than not expose on a fire. Uh, you know, worst worst case scenario, you've got a guy that has a, a blown, blown ACL, blown shoulder blows a disc on his back while he's advancing the line down a hallway. You're picking up a victim and dragging him out. You've got a whole other set of problems because you've got to deploy much more resources to get him to safety plus whatever else he was doing. So it's way better preventative wise to expose him on the training ground or in the firehouse,
0: yeah, or worse, it could be you know, um you know you a guy might start experiencing you know, you, you're training him in in the firehouse doing some basic uh exercises and he starts to notice his chest is a little tight oh, run over you get a blood pressure cuff oh man your, yeah. your blood pressure's high hey quick let's go go to the hospital or you go to a fire at two o'clock in the morning and he's in the rear with his with his partner stretching a three inch to go put in You know, a a large caliber um, appliance to knock down like a fully involved fire. Everybody's like running around. Nobody's paying attention. And he's holding his chest and he drops. So, I mean, this is these are like real life scenarios that do happen. Uh, Happens all the time. People go to the gym and they go, hey, man, my chest. But there's people there. There's AEDs there. There's it's under a controlled situation. The lights are on. You're not in a backyard with a tank on with a frigging house on fire. Right.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the best time to expose a weakness or injury. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, and I'll, 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 I, won't, I won't go much into it. Uh, recently, we were doing a training and had an individual that had difficulty breathing, uh, immediately noticed it, was able to get him out of the out of the training ground to help put him in the back of an ambulance. Uh, he's, he's gone to the doc, got his first clearance, got to go back to the cardiologist, get a second clearance, then see the department doc and get cleared to come back to work. And hopefully, whatever it is, uh, they can fix it. And if it's uh, nothing but a cardiovascular strength issue, that's something we can work
0: on as long as he's willing to do so. And willing to bet, if that's what it is, the first thing his doctor is going to say is exercise and yes. diet. Exercise uh, yeah. and diet. And he's the guy is yeah. going to say, okay, wh- what do I got to do? And the doctor's going to give him some exercises and tell maybe go see a, a trainer or something. So, you. It, it's going to happen this way or it's going to happen that way.
1: Yeah. And it would be much better to do it in a clean environment.
0: Right. And not behind the eight ball.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not where you got to sound a second alarm for extra manpower because you've lost an entire company taking care of somebody else.
0: Right.
2: It's a lot better to expose, you know, the, the weaknesses too, obviously in that, in that physical training, you know, like, like I talked about yesterday when we were throwing ladders or, someone's having a hard time dragging that dummy or, uh, we, we like to do a lot of flowing and moving yeah. in my department. Um, and you know, that's, that's a tough, tough task. And if you're not familiar with it, best way to do
1: it is practicing it. Yeah. And yeah. It's that's, that's, that's a perishable skill. Yeah. Uh, flowing, flowing that, and moving a hand line. You've got to do it on the regular. Yeah. And, and you've got to you have, have those guys that on the regular.
2: It's, it's, it's a, it's a really great workout in itself doing it. 15, 20 evolutions, you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: and they, their hips and knees have got to be in shape. That's the first thing they're going to expose if, if they're flowing and moving. And if they're not able to move their leg, can you
0: ex- can you expand long. on that a little bit, George? Why, why hips and knees? What's going on when we're when we're doing that kind well, of training?
1: You know, obviously, for you know, in, in the fire environment, for those who aren't firemen that are watching this right now, we tell since you know we've been little kids and the firemen come to our school, we tell you tell the kids get low, stay out of the junk. Same thing for us, even though we're all suited up and everything, we want to stay low. We want to stay out of the heat. We want to stay out of the smoke. If the heat's traveling towards the door open, we don't want to stand in the blast of it blowing over our hip, blowing in our face. We want to get below it. So you've got the line on the ground. You're basically traversing the ground on your knees, either in a, like one knee up, one knee down kind of, you know, basically dragging one heel and pulling the hose behind you. And basically you're, you're flowing, shut down, advance more flow some more. And when you're doing that is you're trying to make sure that you're keeping the heat ahead of you. You're basically creating a high pressure system with that nozzle. So you're moving all the good cold air with you down the hall, pushing down the hall and keeping it all going back to the room of origin. But while you're doing that, there's a couple things that's going to happen. When you stop and flow, you aim that nozzle to the ceiling, you flow for a second and you don't get hit with water. It's probably too hot for you to be there. So you're going to stay in flow a little bit longer. You're going to shut down and back up a little bit, flow some more until you get a return on the water, and then advance back down the hallway. It's There's a whole lot going on. There's a whole lot of reduced communication. So the nozzle guy and the backup guy and the officer have got to work together. And you've all got to be in pretty damn good shape to do it because you're moving back and forth in a tight, low visibility area that's really not that comfortable. Uh, you know, it's just, it's an odd
0: yeah and and you hit on a good point there is the the how hard it is to communicate when you're doing that. It is like it gets to the point where you're better off not even trying to talk or anything because the radios are going. there's constant noise there's it's just impossible. So what you're talking about is, training guys up physically to the level where they're so comfortable with being uncomfortable and so proficient with their movements they're working together without speaking because they know hey this is what to expect this is okay we're not getting a return on water Uh, i bet we're gonna be uh bringing the hose line back i'm gonna get ready for that you're gonna start turning your body you're gonna start pulling the hose and you're not going to have to talk about it. If you're so focused on trying to breathe and your knee hurts and your hip hurts and and everything's burning and aching and you're struggling, how good are you going to be at that other stuff because you're getting you're getting broken down to that that you're just getting ground down and you're just at almost at a survival level, right?
1: Well, you're you're, you're not focused on the important task. You're focused on your own issues. Right. And that's that's the biggest issue is that, you know, I've I've seen guys in, in, in horrible fire environments, all of a sudden jump up and run for a door because they couldn't take it anymore. Either they weren't feeling it, something bad happened, air packed failure. Uh, that's, that's a common one, but anyway, but things like that have happened. So yeah, you've got to be in the shape. You've got to be comfortable in your movements. And these things should be automatic in muscle memory. And I know our, speaking for the training officers in the world, they can't show up to your firehouse every day and make you train. Right. That's got to be a personal responsibility that has got to be something that you've got to take some pride in your company's got to take some pride in your house has got to take some pride in and you know it's it's kind of funny you get on an extra alarm fire you get you know a large box alarm and you got three or four companies stacked up and the district chief pulls the third company in line because he trusts them you want to talk about some guys with their tails between their legs and two are sitting in front of you it's pretty damn funny and it's just about being known as the company that can do something.
0: Yeah. That's what you want, man. That's what you want to exactly. be exactly. You want to be the send me gas.
2: Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen the uh the Met chart that the uh was a fire leader fire leadership uh conference or whatever. They, they they put together a Met chart, metabolic equivalent of a task, based on professions like uh, professional sports and then firefighters. Um, what was interesting is firefighters are at a higher MET level than professional football players and about even with professional soccer players, which, and that's during, during search and rescue efforts. However, there's an equation in which you can figure out how many calories you burn per minute doing said task at the MET level. Um... When you take the average size of an NFL player, they burn about 32 calories a minute. And because most professional soccer players are so small, they only burn about 25, 26 calories a minute. I did myself. When I'm in my gear, I'm about 270, and I'm burning upwards of 34, 35 calories a minute. So when you look at how much work we do in such a short time frame, there's guys that are much bigger than me, and there's obviously guys that are smaller than me. But when you look at how much energy we expend, and the fact that we are very easily comparable with professional athletes who train physically every single day of their career, it, it's, it's pretty eye-opening when you see that guys don't even want to look at a gym, don't even want to participate in anything that will make them break a sweat or make them sore the next day.
1: Yeah, I heard a guy tell me one time he was in fireman shape, and I about puked. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It was bad.
0: Now, as far as like burning those calories and um, working and doing it efficiently, there's a lot with diet in there. If you're eating a lot of sugar and you're about to, well, hey, look, look, we all like our football, right? If you found out that the reason why your team was playing like shit today is because they all were eating Reese's peanut butter cups instead of eating, you know, what they're supposed to, you'd be pissed, right? Yeah. You'd be like, yo, but yeah. like you're my team. And of course the people that are paying them will be pissed too. So, I mean, we know that, you know, guys are, Hey, look, we know what a firehouse kitchen has in it. It has some good stuff. It had a lot of bad stuff. Um, but if you're eating a piece of cake and then you're going out and fighting a fire, how long are you going to have energy for? Ten minutes?
2: It's just like get everything that. else. You're going to you're have gonna... that, you know, you're going to have that big burst. Yeah. You're, you're, that adrenaline is going to spike and you're probably going to flow that
1: sugar through you before you even get to the scene. Yeah. And you're going to have a horrible crash before yeah. you stabilize again.
0: Right. So now you're going to you're gonna have like a, a blood blood sugar crash and you're going to feel real weak, Uh, possibly have a cold sweat. You know, you go hypo. Now it's like, hey, maybe I'm having a heart attack, right? Now, now you're getting even more uh, worked up over it. Um, and then, of course, even something simple like that, you got to you gotta figure everybody's going to err on the side of caution. Oh, this guy's got to go to the hospital. And now you're shutting down a company to get him out of there and calling a second alarm.
1: And, and, and that's happened. I mean, you've, you've seen guys that just – Either they, they could either have the flu or something like that and they just look like crap and they probably should have went home if they did.
0: Right. Yeah. And,
1: and, and then then you bust that fire or you bust that nasty wreck or something's going on and the guy just all of a sudden he becomes useless. Yeah. And, and you know, you're you're down a player. Which so, <clears throat> eventually downs the whole company until you get somebody back
0: in. Yeah. Plus who wants to who wants to have to go to the hospital because you you didn't eat right. <laughs> you know yeah, what a waste like you just to find out again. As hell. yeah well you just you know you have low blood sugar you should have ate better like that's it that's all yeah. it was could, it couldn't be a heart attack I could make it sound better yeah <laughs> so what I, do you guys I'd
1: rather, I'd rather go to the hospital for not eating good than uh, a heart attack don't get me wrong
0: yeah right right exactly but uh you guys are mindful about how you eat when you're on shift right I, do you have any like yeah. helpful tricks because it's tough man i i eat i eat shit too sometimes but i always try to at least mix it in with like a good piece of protein do you guys have any tips i go to
1: costco and buy the big case of protein shakes i live off of them at the firehouse okay that's quick simple
0: how many it's, do you do it as shift
1: i, I probably do three a shift okay. i'll do one for breakfast one post workout one midday just to keep it in me that you know middle of the night we're up and like i'm not going back to bed i'll drink one again okay
2: so we um the district has been kind enough to us to actually supply uh we we built like a little protein bar right right next to our gym so we got one of those uh those husky work cabinets with the workbench and that's our that's our gym station um in one cabinet we've got leucine glutamine amino acids wow Uh, wow on the other side, we've got a couple of different protein powders. Um, and, you know, guys are free to use it when they're using the gym. I still use my own. Uh, it's because I, I prefer my own, and it's k-
0: kind of expensive for them
2: to buy anyways. Um,
0: so this is part of your, like, your coffee club? It's, like, when guys contribute monthly to, uh, to no, buy no, coffee? No, so
2: the, the, the the fire department buys it for us. Oh, we, we wow.
1: Have, wow. Yeah. That's yeah, we
2: we've, we've got a uh, we've got a set budget for the fitness every year, and um, that comes out of that budget. Uh, hmm. we're, we're getting a few good pieces of equipment the next month or so too. On, that's, and that's we're hopefully going to be building a uh, deadlift platform. too uh, set, I love you it. Know, you, get, you can awesome. build one for a hundred bucks, or you can buy one for like eight hundred. So yeah, it's going to get a few pieces of plywood and build one
0: yeah deadlifts are a great exercise um yeah. if any firefighters are listening and and you're really serious about getting into fitness you don't have to lift a ridiculous amount of weight starting off you know that's like a gradual it's a practice you you know you, this is something you commit to for a long time but uh, like you know you, you put 45 pound plate on both sides learn how to properly deadlift if you do it with perfect form you should even at 135 pounds, you should be able to get a good workout because it, it really taxes your body the 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 right way, the proper way. Um, um, that's good that you're, you, you guys are centered on that.
2: Yeah. Uh, but with, with, with dinners, I don't know. You, you you see a lot of my, my food stuff that I put up on yeah. Instagram. I, I, I really enjoy cooking.
0: Yeah. You can tell um,
2: th- actually th- three of the four guys on my shift really, really enjoy cooking. Yeah. Um, one one guy is out right now, um, but he he came in last night still just to eat. Uh, my my boss, my lieutenant, made better
0: pie. better than a restaurant. It's better yeah, than a restaurant. Yes,
2: yeah. But I'm 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 huge I'm huge on chicken. I love chicken. Um, I, I'm more of a thigh guy than a breast guy just because that that fat makes it taste better and they crisp off a, a lot better. I mean, we we sent pictures the other day when George and I were both grilling chicken that you know, was, yeah. uh, was a family pack of thighs that you know, went away in a couple of days yep. but um, you know, if, if you make it interesting if you make it something different that these guys either haven't eaten in a really really long time or have never seen before you know it, it doesn't take a lot of work it's fun both for the person that's cooking it or if there's a few of you cooking it you know, make it co- just like you know for kids make it colorful Yeah. You know, it it's not hard It can be super, super healthy. Um, A lot of shifts when I work overtime, and one of them, they really, really want me to make these uh, stuffed poblanos that I make once in a while. I I stuff them with uh, turkey sausage and feta. You get vegetable, protein, fat, and (laughs) daughter just fell.
0: Oh, is she is she all right? Yeah, we're 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 laughing. Meanwhile, she could have fell.
1: Uh, Fred, now nah, you you and I have both been to this before.
0: Yeah, ah, she's crawling, uh, kiddo. Uh, what's her name? We lost your audio. Uh, so for those of you listening on audio, Ian's daughter might have uh, taken a little spill, but she's uh, she looks all right. We lost your audio, Ian. She's fine. There she's fine. he goes. Up.
2: She hit. She. Bumped her head on the wall. All right, I do that about run. six times a day. So <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I don't really cry anymore, though. But yeah, I expect it. <laughs> so George, yeah, you've got
1: daughters.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I had to see my daughter off to school this morning. It was a lot of fun. Wow. Let's just put it that way. Seven years old. She's uh, running the house. So George, it, uh, it you uh, you're, you're obviously swinging mace like like a madman. And um, you know, Ian was just talking about you know some of the the ways they train, uh, and that they're getting a dead, you know, they're going to do a deadlift platform and everything. I-, I noticed you have a pretty good setup, uh, at your firehouse with uh, with weights and yeah. stuff like that. What are how are guys predominantly training outside of the mace? I know you got them use, swinging some mace, so that's that's a good that's a check box right there. What else are they doing?
1: Yes, it is. Uh, we got a tra- trap bar on every station uh we're an older fire department I, i'm at 45 years old i'm still kind of one of the younger guys uh so the trap bar is a, a, a more ergonomic deadlift so we've got four fire stations uh four trap bars we've got a trap bar at every station uh, we got an actual an air bike and a uh, row machine at every station obviously we get the treadmills uh some guys like to sit on there and just walk and watch tv but guys that are actually picking stuff up and putting it down the uh the trap bar is a big win. We've got kettlebells for kettlebell swings, lunges, a lot of lower body and core stuff, which, you know, I'm, is going to keep you healthy and keep you in the game. Um, that's the biggest thing for us is, you know, what's going to make you stronger, make you work longer, and keep you healthy for when you retire. Because I'm at the point now where I'm thinking, I want to be in this good of shape. For the rest of my life. Right. When Absolutely. I, when I eventually pull the helmet and boots in the garage and pick up an RV, I still want to feel this good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's good. And that's the thing is, you know, I and I think that with injury prevention and health, that even when firemen are catching cancer at an alarming rate and catching heart attacks that that, the healthier guys are going to recover faster. They've got a better survivability rate. So it's even beside being healthy for the day, it's being healthy for the rest of your life. Longevity. You know, I, yeah because we can't do this job forever right hey, i'd like to do it at least five to ten more years. call day. and you know at, at that time i still want to feel good i still want be able to go to the gym still be able to work in my yard still wanna be able to do the thing i want to do without hurting
0: yeah yeah and you, you know you mentioned the the cancer uh which yeah tons of firemen get cancer and um that happens later on in your life you know and, uh, up until that day you find out you have it, everything's going good. And, um, you know, like you said, if, if you, if you work out, you build up some muscle mass and, and you have, you have, a um, well, a, a body that's just primed better. Uh, at least when you get that bad news, you're, you have that better shot of making it through You're because go- I mean like the chemotherapy and everything, it's gonna, it's gonna attack your muscles, right? So you want to build up muscle to get yeah to give it away if you don't have much (laughs) that would be
1: everything else
0: yeah right you need that buffer zone i mean it's a it's a real scary bleak way of looking at something but we're firemen and you know our job is to consider all the possible emergencies and figure out the best pre-plan to to handle and this goes for things in our life like everybody puts uh, every fireman has smoke detectors. They, at least they should, and and they yes. put a first aid kit in their in their kitchen, and they they tell their family, hey, if I'm not here and you cut your finger, this is how you, and this is what you do if there's a fire. So why can't we do that with our own health and our own lives? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, i I mean, yeah, that's the thing. We've got to. You know, we're obviously there's there's a, there's groups of people that depend on us. First, our peers. I, you know, I, I depend on my peers to be, be in shape, come to work, and ready to work. They depend on me to be in shape, come to work, and ready to work. Family depends on me to come home after my shift, all in one piece. Yeah. Even though I've got two adult children and a wife, they still need me to do this Yeah. Uh, and then the community who pays their taxes to make sure that the nice rigs, the nice firehouse, and everything else we have, you know, they want four rocket scientists that just run a decathlon to come take care of their problem. They don't want guys that can't figure out to tie their shoes they they expect us to perform and you know that's the people you don't want to disappoint anybody but when it comes time when the people call nine one one, one they really want you to be there and be on your egg game
0: yeah
2: one, one thing a lot of guys don't consider too is the time after the shift you know um george and i were talking before you came on you know we we got our shit kicked in yesterday, and I, I haven't slept in probably in 30 hours now. But, you know, I, I still got to take care of my daughter, still got to do yard work, got to do stuff around the house and support the family. And then I got, you know, military this weekend. Um, so it, when it comes to physical fitness, physical health, you're going to be in a lot better of shape for that day following a, a tough shift or a tough night than you are if you're you're just lounging around on the chair for the entire 24 or 48. again it's it's no secret to the rocket scientist to figure it out but a lot of guys are very uh against uh wanting to accept the the truth about that i guess
0: you think that's what it is it's just really accepting the reality I, I do,
2: I do. You know, and yep. it, 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 it's that it's that famous saying. You know, firemen hate two things: change and the way things are. Um, yeah. You know, the way the way things are now. You know, I I hate it because you know a lot of guys don't want to accept the fact that fitness is the biggest change that can fix the fire service.
1: Yeah.
2: And you know, some, a lot are embracing it, but at the same time. A lot are rejecting that fact.
1: Yeah, uh, that's unfortunately it's easy to reject. It's it's easy to stay seated. It's hard to stand up and go do something. And yeah. sometimes easy wins.
0: Yeah, that's that's well said, George. Ian, um, are you uh, pretty much? offering your services to fire departments across the entire country or you just everywhere? Here? Okay.
2: Everywhere. I, 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 just the other day I made a program for a uh, fire investigation team down in Texas. You no, know, I, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm in contact with everybody I may ever make programs for whether it was a week ago or six months ago. I, I still check up on them, see if they need changes, help, anything. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm working with you right uh
0: but, yeah hopefully, know, uh, well hopefully uh, hopefully we're working that, yeah yeah uh, like yeah you know, I was um, I was alluding to that earlier, you know that you know right now we're at a stage where we're working around the red tape, so we'll see i i hope I hope we can get through it. the time for change in my department is now, it's yeah, we're ready to go, and George, you um your your mace practice, you really are are you really like looking to break out with that in your area and and make that the thing or
1: well yeah kind of. We're actually I've got four or five guys that I'm working with off and on, uh doing some programming with them, doing some other stuff, you know, just letting them get their hands on it. Uh unfortunately again, the way things are going, my schedule is ridiculous and I already have to, i already have an off duty job aside from being a fireman. So uh I, you know the mace has become more or less my fitness thing when I'm not able to get to the gym or at the firehouse. But I've able to get people involved in it. Uh, I've got actually two of my cousins uh, who picked it up, both professionals in their own world, uh, far from being physical. And it's absolutely different for them. So they're they're all in. They're all in. Hopefully when all this clear has to come down and we can do a MACE workshop geared towards public safety. Uh, we do have a space we can use. So, uh, it's just a matter of being able to get everybody together in one, one place at one time. Yeah. There's obviously a need for it. And I think that on the, again, the grassroots level, there's been some really, really good successful programs started at the grassroots level of the fire service, uh, just on the tactical firefighting side, not the fitness side. So if we could take the same approach on the fitness side I think the sky's the limit for this. And it doesn't just have to be mace. It doesn't just have to be kettlebells. It can be anything that's functional for our jobs, which is Absolutely. going to be the longevity and the winner for everybody. Now, I think the mace and kettlebells and stuff like that's great because they're small, they're portable, they're relatively affordable. And if your fire department's on a budget and you say, hey, chief, I'm going to spend 300 bucks for each of the firehouses in our district, you go, what can you do with it? Here's all we can do. Well, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. Versus, oh, we're going to go get this big rig at five thousand bucks a piece at each right. station. They're going to blow you. They're going to tell you no immediately,
0: right? And so I,
1: it, it's a small workable thing,
0: right? Yeah, and I think that's I think that's how the three of us sort of started merging here. And and you know, um, and, you know, we're gonna we're gonna sign off in a couple minutes. So let's just recap it. Um, what's going on here, so people have a better understanding that, you know, I, I'm in New Jersey, georgia you're in Kentucky, Ian, you're up in New York. Um, and, and, you know, me and George with the mace and then, and then Ian totally like sees the mace, like as a cool thing. Then he's swinging a sledgehammer and he's got the wet, weck thing. And then next thing you know, we're like, Hey man, we all have the same core values here. Like we want to, we want to give back to the fire department, this awesome job that we have had has done yeah. so well for us and, and we're so happy to be part of it. Look, what can we do to give back? Well, our, our line of expertise is, is fitness and, and how to and how to help guys. So what we have here is something brewing. It's something really cool. Um, and you have the, the knowledge of writing programs and how to work with the fire department with minimal equipment, like you were just alluding to, George, you know, bands, sandbags, um, kettlebells, steel mace is perfect. The steel mace is like the ultimate firefighter fitness tool. It, it's it's the, uh, George, you said it earlier, but you know, if the guy's intimidated, put everybody in a room together with a mace, and nobody's going to be intimidated because everybody's got to start from square one. Yeah, uh, everyone's
2: going to want to grab it and swing it around.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. I mean, this, this is a really awesome thing here. Uh, this is why I wanted to have you guys on the podcast again and really start talking about What it is that we want to do and how we can do it and and let's just share it with everybody right out of the get-go We don't have to make this a secret. Um, we're trying to collaborate here. We're trying to make something happen So i'm gonna have you guys on this podcast more doing the same kind of talking And we're gonna watch this thing grow like a beast. It's just gonna grow Um, and when COVID's over look out man because we're gonna be traveling we're gonna be Hitting up fire departments and making shit happen Guys, I appreciate everything that's going on here, what we're doing. Let's keep working together.
1: I'm all for it. I'm in. All right.
0: So, guys, everybody, thank you for tuning in to the podcast once again. Uh, As always, I'm Fred Moore. This was George Wiggins. And Ian is at Thin Line Fitness. Please check him out. If you're a firefighter, uh, he's got good workout programs. And, um, you know, if you want to check out George on SteelMaceNation.com, uh, just sign up. It's a cheap membership. You can sign up for a lifetime if you want. It's not. It's very affordable. There's tons of workout videos. But like I said earlier, he's got three awesome workout videos that you guys on the job would love. Anybody would love, really. Um, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank Talk you. to you soon.